but private trash they actually just come up to your trash bins and empty them what on your and to your house yeah you have to put it out to the street no that's what kind of trash bin do you have i guess you don't have the ones with the arms that they pick up the like the Oh, well, you know what? That's funny. It, it, yeah, if I guess if there was if it was more automated, if, if it was more efficient and we had some of those advanced trucks where like they, the truck comes by, picks it up without. Oh, we are still you have people. So you are, we still have people you are complaining to me about pumping your own, not being <laughs> yeah. able to pump your own gas. But then you went to, totally manual with your garbage. I didn't go manual. I have no choice. Remember this. I have no wow. choice. Well, you didn't the- complain about it. In, fa- <laughs> in fact, you're 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 commending it. You're talking about it as a benefit. <laughs> kind of is. Kind of wow. is on my part. Wow, the my part. <laughs> what was that? What was the guy's name from Seinfeld? Oh God, he's like it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. Yeah. He does like the um, so joke or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Ah, oh, sorry. Um, oh my God, I know I have his fa- uh, face in my head. Oh man, that's gonna bother me. Mm. Anyway, you eventually. So, so we we we've we've taken a little bit of a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell 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 the listeners why we've been absent. We were on a. I was on a COVID break. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> but you're alive. Well, I can't complain. No, no, it, it's good. Um, it was. It was, um, well, I'll tell you a little about my experience, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you might as well get into it, you know, just for the listeners out there that, you know, anyone who believes it's still a hoax or there's, oh, you know, there's nothing to, uh, if, you, if, to you, if, if you think it's still a hoax, you probably won't like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Hey, hey, big tent, right? Big tent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing like a hate listen. <laughs> hate listen to us you never know you never know nice um yeah so i i I got covid um and you know it's you know took all the precautions but omicron's a a contagious one and you never know where you're going to hit a shared surface but uh let's see yeah my symptoms when i had it were I would say like a mild flu. I've had a bad flu before where I was bedridden, lost 20 pounds, the whole thing. So I would, I would call this a mild flu, definitely achy, no fever for me, no fever, mm-hmm. but sore throat, achy, cough, um, headaches, weird pressure headaches, like sinus headaches. But one was like right in the center of my head. It was kind of bizarre. It lasted a while. Um, lasted a couple of days. I think like the five days or whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that, that usually viruses uh, take to, to run their course. Mm. Uh, and then afterwards, after my, most of my symptoms subsided, um, I am stuck with some variation of a, a long COVID, I guess, where I have a cough. Um, it, it is getting better, but at night and in the morning, it's worse. Um, and and I'm, I have this intense fatigue, which is, again, getting better, but not as quickly as you would expect. So... Yeah, the, the fatigue is probably the weirdest bit because um, it's almost like a perpetual jet lag where you're just always tired. And I'm learning to live with it, kind of plan out my days appropriately and, and stuff. But imagine imagine taking a nap. Imagine waking up after, you know, whatever many hours of sleep you get normally uh, and you're up for like two hours. 
And then you go back to sleep for four hours, sound asleep, waking up by your alarm. And then you wake up again for 30 minutes and you could, you could go back to sleep. And I have certain days, right? I just went back to sleep for a couple hours again. Now that was intense for a while, say maybe two weeks. Um, but since then it's, it's getting better and it's more of like a afternoon exhaustion. Normally when you would get tired, I, I assume, right? Like not assume, uh, we all hit a wall at like two 30, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, that the segmented afternoon. sleep that we had spoken about yeah, before, but crunch. you're right. You're right. We're, well, the, the normal siesta, you know, the, yeah, the, 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 right? the, 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 the humane. Yeah. But this is, this like exacerbates it. It, it is like so much more tiring. Um, so it's, you know, you learn to, you learn to live with it. I think it's, you know, not, a, not the worst side effect that you can have, but it definitely is draining. Mm. Uh, and it does, you know, they have like what's usually paired with that, which I can attest to is the brain fog, you know, you will, which should make this podcast kind of interesting um, mm. where you're talking. And then all of a sudden you're like, not, not we took our like time to get back. Not, so took our like time. In a, not an amnesia sort of way or, or, or something else where you're just like, where am I? Who am I? But you definitely lose that train of thought a little easier, a little more frequently. Um, but the, if, through the beauty of editing, hopefully Antoine will be able to stitch together a seamless episode. Uh, you know it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, not, not to make the whole thing uh, poor me or COVID centric, but the, um, it's been interesting. I think it's important though. I mean, I th- because again, I don't think that we give a lot of deference, especially in the media. They don't talk about long haul COVID. They, when they do talk about long haul, long haul COVID, they're talking about like very extreme cases, people who have COVID for half a year or a year later after uh, first contracting. But can you say that? Can you say you contracted COVID? Or, or do you right. just get COVID? Contract, you contract it, right? You contract it. Mean, I don't know. I just was wondering what the. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think so. Well, you don't hear it that Why often, not? so I'm not going to say that often. But hashtag, uh, hashtag contract COVID. <laughs> give it to me. The I think I mean I just I, that's why I thought it would be interesting for you to talk about it because I you know I don't think you get a lot of it because everything's so how many people died or is, are you being hospitalized? If like if people are being hospitalized, it's no big deal. I think it's interesting to talk about it where it's like you're not getting hospitalized, but there are still some serious symptoms that can linger. And, and, and it's enough to say, you know, you, you know, you, you do want to be careful, you know, this isn't such a thing This you shouldn't be so flippant about it just to say, you know, we should all get on and do your own thing because these, these, these symptoms can, you know, they can affect people very differently. I mean, you're healthy. That's the other thing. I mean, this dude is a yeah. former, what are you, you were like a D one soccer player or something crap sure. like that i, I, sure, I won't, I won't argue that rumor yeah let's spread that rumor yeah. <laughs> well whatever i'm just saying you're a really healthy dude you may so. know me from the final <laughs> <laughs> the 2002 finals yeah no. 2002 um, uh ncaa uh, <laughs> uh, um yeah champion. it's i mean i mean i didn't lose any of my senses thankfully uh and i do i'm very grateful for that um and some people have uh for for various amounts of time um, but I, I got stuck with a cough, a lingering cough, which many people have after, um, after viruses anyway, but I got this fatigue thing and it isn't a normal fatigue. You know, it definitely is, you know, COVID fatigue as they call it. Mm-hmm. And when I looked it up really quickly, apparently they're saying, and this is like a study, um, but around 30% of people with COVID have symptoms that last for weeks or months afterwards. So it's not even like no. a small percentage. No, and I'm assuming that kind of groups together everything, not mm-hmm. just the fatigue, but fatigue is very common uh, apparently with COVID. So, you know, 
we wouldn't try and get COVID. <laughs> Certainly, it's not like <laughs> it's not not that box. type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Because if it does linger and you do have a family or responsibilities, a job, whatever it may be, I'm telling you, it yeah, does. Like an adult, if you're doing, adult. Yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, but even if you're a kid, I mean, it's a terrible thing to get stuck with. And apparently kids do get the fatigue as well. Um, but, you know, they don't have the responsibilities that an adult has. Mm-hmm. Um, they say some of the things that you can do to shake it off, which, you know, I'm lazy as hell, so I don't. Um, I, I to, it's funny, they're like, get plenty of rest, eat healthy and stay active. And I'm like, so I guess I'm going to okay. exercise, eat and take a nap. I mean, I don't know how that works with yeah. working. Yeah. So I eat relatively healthy. I do um, mm-hmm. not to toot my own horn, but I, I do actually eat healthy. Um, and I've been trying to take naps when I can. And it's hard when you have a job because, you know, everyone's been really good at my place. I'd have to say you have it in your head where, all right, when's the honeymoon phase going to gonna end where they're like, you still have that. You, you're still tired. <laughs> Um, do we still have to pick up the slack, but everyone's been pretty cool about it. Yeah. So I am appreciative, but the exercise is always tough. I don't get exercise as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they're saying that it may not, um, help it end sooner, but apparently it will, it will in- intensify maybe is the right word to use some of the symptoms like fatigue, which I can understand. I mean, it, okay. I don't know how much research there is on that, but, um, yeah, so there it is intense fatigue, like you cannot get enough sleep. Um, and it really does impact decision-making and things like that. I mean, if you, you got to try and take care of yourself. So like I said, don't, don't go out looking to get COVID. Um, try and try and stay healthy guys. That's a good PSA from the horse's mouth. Um, so yeah, there you go. PSA COVID it's real. (laughs) <laughs> and what and your whole family got it though just to say we did I mean, your whole we family did. i mean you didn't yeah, mention two two how, young kids right. two young kids right um under five so not getting the vaccine there's no vaccine for them yet and my wife so um wife fared well it, or she's just better at hiding it than i am and i'm a big baby so um, let that be known um i read an article she, while back that said man flu is real that, 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 that I think I, I think actually... I sent that to you. I think I, okay. I was sent that to you. Um, <laughs> okay, and, right. and it was a single study, but I will die by that. Um, and it's because apparently for various reasons, um, women's immune systems are apparently allegedly better than men's. Mm. So the same virus could impact, it could, it could affect us, but men get hit harder. Um, and I will repeat that study, single study, not reproduced every time um, I get called out for not feeling well. But there you go, guys. So, yeah, sorry. But yeah, but I mean, look, you, yeah, you're lucky that everyone, everyone fared, fared all right. And uh, yeah, and, the uh, kids, it was a little scary with the kids. Uh, one of them speaked like a, uh, I'm speak, uh, peaked a very high fever, uh, which if it would have went on for longer than an hour, we would have had to make a trip to the hospital. So, um, it's, it, it was, uh, it was scary with the kids and you know, I'm a new parent, so to speak. So whenever you see your kids sick, it's like, Oh my God, what can I do for them? But when they get fevers that are just really high, like scary high, you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what's going on? So it was a little gut wrenching. And of course that stuff happens to happen overnight. Um, so that just doesn't add to any kind of comfort level when you're exhausted and sleeping. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, don't get it. It's real. Um, and if you do get it, you know, yeah. take care of yourself. Yeah. This guy is not a paid actor. All right. <laughs> this is real. This is life people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, if you want to move on. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Would you? Do you have anything? I mean, I got. Oh my god. stuff. Grief. It's been. Did you have anything pressing? Did you have anything? We were like three weeks. We we like. Is there anything like heavy? Do you have heavy stuff? Because I don't really have heavy stuff. I mean, I got light stuff. I mean, we. I think. I. You know what? We we should since we're easing back into it, and 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 you've got the brain fog. I don't. I don't want to tax you into uh, with things that might be a little too controversial, and then you might you might step in it. You know. I don't. Oh boy. This guy's gonna Sleep be fifth. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me? You ruined my life. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what there's this there's so much crap that's happened. Predicaments since we've been gone. I mean, that we could that you could we could touch on. But actually, you know what? We should do light. You know what? Let's do light-ish. Because this this is this is something that before, when you got COVID, I was gonna bring up. Uh, all right you got something and, and, and i've had some feedback that people sort of do enjoy the local stuff the local government stuff so well you mean local to new jersey so yeah like they'll get like, like literally <laughs> like yeah like local <laughs> jersey heard from people in new jersey like i really appreciate that i mean they're, i'm sure they're, if we did something well they're we local done, people they're local people yeah we have done stuff in other states as well um uh, just by nature of the story, we've done uh, the California fires and the prison system over there. We've done the wolves and how they impact Minnesota and places. And there's more, there's more with the wolves too. That, I, that's what's one of the stories the I have actually. Oh, good. Okay, so you you can keep that one. But so so back to the Jersey, back to New Jersey. So you go back to Jersey. I'm going back to Jersey. So so a couple of weeks ago, when you make, it was basically the week you got COVID. So when we were going to do that episode, uh, my town's Facebook message board blew up uh, because a lot of the newly moved in here New Yorkers. Um, I uh, got their got their got their underwear in a bit of a tizzy, and and it was mostly about uh, <laughs> mostly about taxes as 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 one does in this country. Taxes in is this the, state the specifically. Of, this well, this state I, well, we have high taxes. New York yeah. has yeah. Well, that's the thing. New Yorkers are no stranger to taxes, especially if you look upstate like Westchester and all those uh, fancy pantsy places and. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, look, on the, the thing is that, that this town got hit hard with the snowstorm, the, not the snowstorm, the flood, the flood, like back in, um, I can't remember, like maybe it was like the fall, like early fall or something. And, uh, and so, right? Is that the, it was a hurricane? Yeah, whatever. I mean, well, it, whatever, it basically flooded out and, you know, New Jersey got that state of emergency and what have you. Uh, but, uh, um, and, and FEMA was actually really good because I mean my basement got flooded out and uh, and we did get uh, some money from FEMA so that was really that was that was government working and uh, I was like I hope people can see this you know government can work for you, um, but yeah so a lot of the New Yorkers were like you know in this town in particular the taxes are higher than every other town sort of around like surrounding us and you know when the when the flood happened we didn't really. Uh, you know, when people were putting uh, all their belongings and everything that had been destroyed in the flood out, you know, the town was sort of very slow to figure out, like, you know, we, as a New Yorker, you'd expect like the town would amass some sort of, you know, emergency fund and start taking care of like all this trash that's just being laid all over the streets and then, you know, fix the roads and all these different things. And none of that was really transpiring. And, 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 and it started getting a lot of couple, couple of towns, you know, they were like, you know, why do is we that pay like, these taxes? Is that like apartment <laughs> mass transit type mentality it is, where well, you need the streets cleared and, it is hey, and it my, isn't you know it is and it isn't building. i hear no i hear what you're saying and yes you're right uh as part of new york because new york new york is a bit of a as much as people complain about it especially when i live there but it is it's amazing what you can do in a city of nine million people and how efficient things things like that can be such as sanitation and and uh you know the trash pickup but 
you know, it, it, it was getting contentious because the people out here, which New Yorkers are not used to, we have to pay for our own uh, trash service, which I have a whole thing on how ridiculous that is. Uh, I, I I would hope most people would agree, except for people who live in Jersey, obviously. I personally just think that it's because the mob still it's runs town by town. Trash it's stuff. town by town. Town used to do everything, and now uh, they do. Now my new town, they only do recycling. I have to pay for trash. So, it's so wait, like your that. your old town used to pay for trash. My old town used to do trash and recycling. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. See, I, I when I heard that this my town does only recycling, and I had to take up my own uh, trash uh, account, I was like, well, of course you're going to do recycling because you could sell plastic. Right. So like you can make money off of that. So, of course, you're going to take that and then, and then you're going to leave the tra- leave me to pick up the bill on my own for. Is that for- really why? Is that why they do it? Yeah, you can sell it. Yeah, you can sell recycling because you can't. What you think your town has a recycling center? You know how expensive and massive those things are. They have to sell it to someone and you don't. It's not like they pay people to take it away. We used to. Well, first of all, we that, that's actually been a big issue because we, used, as the as a United States as a whole, majority of our plastic was sold to China, and then at some point, China was like, "We don't want your plastic anymore." So it actually became quite a big issue as to what we're doing with plastic because major people might think it gets recycled, majority of it just gets sold on mostly to the global south. I haven't followed up on those stories, so I'm not sure what's going on with plastic at, like to date. But yeah, a lot of plastic just gets sold on. Um, if people didn't know that, uh, so anyway. So that's why I assumed. I was like, of course you want that, right? You want that little 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 income thing there. Uh, and I, and I, mean, I don't know if my town actually does that. I, I, that's just my assumption. But uh, why they would take their recycling responsibilities and no trash responsibilities. My Without getting... I don't want to get too off track with the trash, but I've always said, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, let's say I wanted to boycott. Let's say I don't want to pay that trash bill, okay? Let's say I just, I'm just going to put my trash in the backyard and... And I'm just going to be like, you know what? I don't care. I'm not paying for anyone to pick up my trash. I don't want to do this. Trash could just sit in my yard and I could just keep filling it up for years. Right. You can't do that. You legally no, you can't, can't do that. I, right. Yeah, you can't so that's that. my point. It's like it's it's such a it's one of those in this country. We have so many so many of these like well, you uh, could go to false choices Well, you can you go, to go the you could. Yeah. But I mean, what if I don't want to do that? You know, if, if the town's not going to oh, pick it up. I mean, whatever. I'm just <laughs> saying I hear what you're saying. Yeah. What do you mean? What if you don't want to do that? What well, if I don't want to do it? <laughs> you don't have to do it. What if I don't want to do it? What if I just want to have the stinky house? What if I just want the trash to just sit all around here? I mean, you can't do it. That's my point. So it's like. My point is, is that disease, it's, not, it's unsanitary. Exactly. It's unsanitary. So it's like to, to make it seem like a choice by saying you have to uh, pay for your own trash. You know, it's not a choice. It's something you have to do. So it's a tax And the town. My point is the town, even if the, if you're doing it individually, because everyone has to do it themselves, the town should still do something together where it takes care of it as one big contract with whatever the local trash company is, because it's only one trash company that comes to the town. So it's so it's so my point is, it's like one of those it's. I hate these false Americanisms, like these false these false choices. It's not a choice. It's not like I get to pay and pick which trash people I want to go with. You have one trash provider you're, that you're stuck with, and instead of paying a tax into the town so the town can can, can facilitate, it, the onus is pushed onto you to facilitate I mean, for yourself, which I you have to three, do. I had three trash providers to choose from that would service my area, and I went with the cheaper one, and that's pretty much what everyone goes with. Some of the other... Folks got grandfathered into some older rate uh, um, rates, but we we had a choice in this town amongst a few. I don't. Uh, I much more prefer the township taking care of it. It's just one less bill to have to pay. Um, I don't know why they don't do it. I assumed it was something with 
assume someone got a kickback or a contract negotiation type thing. I I, like, I'm just, I, I, I always, have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea why. I could just say there's a convenience factor to the township doing it, but I don't know. I mean, you seem to have maybe thought about it a little more. I I, I don't know why some the township would or wouldn't do something. I, I assumed it, it was voted on. I assumed like the people voted yay or nay because that's what happened at the old town. Mm-hmm. The old town um, had a had a had a referendum on one of the during one of the elections and asked the question because they were going to privatize it or you know let someone else uh, take care of it. Mm-hmm. And the township voted it down, even though apparently it was like a little more expensive to keep the township doing it. Uh, they were afraid that the private company could just hike up the rates, you know, do it cheaper to get, could. get the contract and then hike the rates yeah, up. Whereas with the township, it's fixed. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's plays into this. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, it should be, it really should be a state run thing, but it is what it is. You know, there's the, how high up can you kick this, this little, uh, cotton ball right i mean it's it's uh i i it annoys me to no end because i i'm all about like efficiency and and government efficiency in particular and to me this is just one of those like it's it's the same thing how you people still have someone pump your gas i don't don't understand what's going on with you guys you guys just want to live in this like old back like you know this 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 bygone era of the 70s and 80s i suppose just these you know you you want to like live in these little fiefdoms You're, you're like you're you're independent like it's not really a organized state with a state government your, your, your gripe federal with government. new jersey is that you have someone pumping your gas for you that's your gripe it's a waste of time it is inefficient and there you could do more with it and what's going to happen when you go electric anyway that's just going to be a lot of people out of jobs right and, and this because you've made people dependent on having this kind of menial task and it's like it's it, that, that's Oh, you're just like, you're just looking anyway. out for the pump attendant. You, that's I, I, what you're doing here. You're I, just looking I, out for them. I, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. So anyway, let me get back to my town. <laughs> so so in my town, get back. To, I'm going to get back to the trash. So the, so the, the trash is one thing, and I could I could go on and on about how these these hidden taxes that you know you're forced to do, but are are, are presented as some sort of choice. The so so basically. In the message boards, a lot of people were just sort of getting the pitchforks and they were like, well, you know, the schools aren't great. Uh, you've got petty crime all over the place. And, you know, some are more of the you know, parts of the town or what have you. Uh, it's more it's like a lot of package theft. That's really which I'm, I'm kind of amused by. People talk about it all the time on um, on the various forums. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of package theft. Um, what do you call it? porch pirates? I think that's the the terminology that, that people will be more familiar with. And uh, it's. Yeah, they were saying schools are less, you know, the schools are mediocre. The, the roads still aren't fixed from the big storm. Uh, you know, they were like, where do all these tax dollars go? Why do we pay so many taxes? And then someone from the city came in or someone who used to work for the city came in and they were like, look, the way city funds are allocated is that you're not actually getting any. You're, the taxation is the same as the surrounding areas. It's, there's nothing special about it. The only reason your taxes are higher is because you have less commercial business. And that makes your taxes higher. Now, I know it sounds simple. And anyone out there who is more, you know, as a New Yorker, these are just not things you grow up thinking about because you have so much commercial in New York. You just you just never think of the association. 
now that I'm out here in these towns, these little, you know, these small little areas. True. It, I mean, that's the soul. That's not the soul factor. Yeah. No, the guy, he was like, I mean, it made sense. He, he, I mean, he kind of broke it down. He broke down different areas saying that you have some space here that we don't use for commercial space. And the town has done a bunch of referendums to make sure that you don't have, we have no big box. So we have no um, property taxes go towards your school. That's what I always thought. I always thought that that as well. Does but yeah, a part of it does. But I think, but there, he was basically saying that you're that is true. But I guess what he's saying is that we our taxes would be even higher if we were contributing the type of taxation that other towns that have like really good schools contribute. Oh yeah, well I see. Well no, then that's being okay. So yeah, they're being it, yeah. But so that's how your town is doing, it. and I'm sure that commercial enterprise within a town can lower taxes for the residents in general but your your taxes if you wanted your school systems to match the amount of taxes that you think you're spending you're actually your taxes would be higher because they're not contributing enough to the school system so instead of getting more commercial enterprise and they decided to cut school funding so that your taxes weren't as high that's what it sounds like they did that could have happened. Could have happened at some point before. I mean, I that sounds really unpopular. I can't imagine anyone being able to get away not if with everyone's, that. Not if everyone's over, um, you know, over fifty thing. Uh, no, it's up, the town is very. My old town had a lot young. of um, senior communities, and school budgets got voted down constantly, which is oh, one, no, of, no, one no, of the reasons no. why we left. I would say the average age here. I mean, I don't want to go out on a you know a huge limb here and say that you know everyone everyone's a baby but uh the, the, the majority of the reason people move to this to this town are because they have young children and they're coming out of new york now but this is true it might have been something like 11 10 years ago might have been the case this is this is that that could very well be true you gotta uh, get some mar- walmarts you gotta get some walmarts well markets. well that's what the guy was basically saying he was like we have some we have like space up on the you know there's, there's a specific avenue that's not the main street but my point is i just found it very interesting that's my point as as, as a new york it's not something I ever considered. We only have one. Um, what do you call it? franchise? Right, Starbucks. That's the only franchise we have in the entire town. There's no everything else is our independent businesses. Um, and uh, and apparently, yeah, it was really you that, live in a little hamlet, and that's what you're paying. It's for. a village. Yeah, I mean, that's what they. Yeah, you pay to live in the village, but you you never you would never assume that as a New Yorker coming in that that would be possible like that 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 that's a thing or your taxes are high you get nothing for it but it's just to keep a big box like keep, real, the, keep uh, the facade alive yes yeah, like, yeah basically it's 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 the live quaint life yeah but no one's turning butter good. we don't have uh carriage greater good what is that hot fuzz around. hot fuzz hot the fuzz good. yes the greater good that's right for the greater good so I thought that was really interesting. I just wanted to highlight that out, you know, throw that out there for anybody who's thinking of moving or what do you think of moving? Like this is not, it's something I will completely look at from now on. And if I were to ever move again, um, because the, the, I get, I get it now. I get why people get so obsessed over, over taxes and, uh, and, and where the allocations are going towards. Uh, but, uh, but I just found it interesting. I thought that it, it's kind of, it, it really did blow my mind. I feel like it shouldn't have, it should have been something I might've been more aware of being like, civic minded and all but uh, i just never you, you, we don't pay attention to local we don't pay attention to something so small especially when you live in a big city i'm just not gonna 
Yeah, it's like well, taxes it's, are taxes. It is what it is. Especially in New Jersey, because you can have a neighbor in town with an enormous shopping complex, and you're like, "Oh, I'm close to sh- I'm close to this mall or this strip mall or this enter this this complex." Um, not knowing that you know you're actually not benefiting from the revenue. And that's what happens with the. So we have the Short Hills Mall, which is quite that. That's the 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 big like you know fancy mall uh, over in that that neighboring town. And yeah, you're not benefiting from any of that. Everyone goes there to that mall. That's the mall that everyone will congregate gate uh but uh but uh yeah they we if you're contributing revenue you're just helping out the people of short hills to lower their taxes and you're and, and it's just money going out of your own community uh you're seeing absolutely no benefit from it whatsoever which is odd because we're all in the same state right but i mean i'm no stranger to that it's not like new york city gets a lot of resources that the rest of new york upstate new york doesn't get so i mean the I guess I could feel now I'm feeling as spurned as people who live in God knows where upstate, like Monticello or something, you know, the, the city takes all the glitter and glams and, and you just get whatever's left over. So I, I, I get that now. I, I feel except there's no city in New, New Jersey. Really, Sorry. Sorry, Newark. I guess Newark is a, is a, is a city, you know, Jersey, Jersey city. city. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess these are Camden uh, cities. Like, oh, oh, God. Is, is that that's a city, too? OK, whatever. it might be. I don't all right. Know. Whatever. Uh, yes. Well, small cities in Jersey, but uh, they should unite just because you unite live, to become because, something bigger. You, you, <laughs> you unite happen the to live in unite New York and now everything's like, oh, you call that a city? Like, give me a break. Give <laughs> me a break. Whatever. So pretentious. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, look, I'm, 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 I'm trying to bring it down. OK, I'm, I'm just trying to understand how the other half live. I'm trying to understand the, the other half. <laughs> Trying to understand the plight of 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 the non the non urbanite the 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 non city folk, you know these these are the things we, we care about now. Now I care about trash. I never cared about trash before. Now I care about trash. So, okay, Forky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty much Disney Plus while I had COVID. Sorry, guys. Um, it's a no. Toy Story reference. Yeah, you haven't seen Toy Story. I've Fourth seen that. One, I've seen that Toy Story. I, I, I know, know Forky. I know Forky. Forky. Forky's. He likes trash. special. He likes trash. Yeah, he he wants yeah. to live in the trash can because he well he he was born of trash. He's like the opposite. He's kind of like Bane in, in in many respects. He he was born in the darkness. And, <laughs> you know, you simply adopted it. I was that, born in it. That's exactly right. I, I wish Forky had that voice. They they should they missed a good reference there. God. Um. So that that was my big gripe. That was my um. I I feel like I need a, I need a venting series so I could like you know tee it up to say you know this is the this is it. This is my anger portion of the of the show. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're quelling it somewhat. I'm still a little peeved because I just I just do not understand why everything has to be so independent in this country. Why we cannot just. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know so that nationalizing. Better, but, I don't know if nationalizing areas is going to is going to be popular, especially right now. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. worth a conversation to know what should be controlled as a utility by the government and what shouldn't um it's an interesting conversation i don't know what that does to the to the budget i know that you're saying that kind of we're spending the money one way or another whether it's through taxation or out of our own wallets because everyone needs trash pickup yeah you you kind of hear you on that one you Um, could well you it's 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 more than just that it's to say power water you know paying for these things are ridiculous it's it's it's, not paying for it's not ridiculous it's going to get paid for oh sorry you're you're right i'm I'm misspeaking i mean like adding like in a in a way as if you were to 
like I want to buy a Hershey bar at the store. It's not the same. Or I want a Netflix subscription. It's like not the same. You know, these things are do or die. You cannot live without heat or water. These are these are things that just have to be basic necessities. So to 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 create an account as if I'm you know buying cable, it, it seems a bit uh, silly. I mean, it, it is silly, and I can't believe that we as a culture. like sort of like you know sit in it and habituate to it as if it's like this is the way it is this is the way it's like it's so absurd to me uh i could barely stand it i every time i open up an account i'm like this is just so ridiculous uh i cannot believe this is done in earnest that that i have a water account it's like god like what am i supposed to do i don't want water (laughs) i don't want to pay for it Uh, i i don't want in the town i'm just gonna vote you know i don't want we don't we shouldn't have to pay for this no water comes in comes in through this way like what, what do you talk like, to hear i mean i can imagine the arguments against it from people who are indoctrinated into you know free enterprise and and stuff um we're well, not there's no choice there's only that, one water company there's no yeah, choice you can't I know, choose i'm like i like so if there was more competition would you feel the same way no, I would. It would be so different if there were. So then, it's, it's not about one choice. Then it's not about one choice. Then right? It's you're saying that because it's a a critical well, I'm utility. Saying, I'm saying it would be less. Um, it would be less of a pet peeve to be at the forefront of my nerves if there was tons of choice. But in the back of my head, I would be like, this is absurd because we all need water and it's a basic human right. There's no point to having these little accounts that I pay whatever dollars a month. Uh, for access to it. It's just ridiculous. The fact that I have to pay a service fee, that's one thing. If you want to talk about actual usage, that's fine. But in my contract for heat, I have an actual service fee that gets that gets charged at the beginning of every year. That's so ridiculous. I, I wish I could be like, you know what? Screw you guys. I don't want it. I'm, I'm just going to live without heat for this winter. I'm just going to do it. I, I don't care. Drill for a well so you can get some well <laughs> water. Right. Well, I'm just, I mean, look, I mean, you know, people who, who live off the grid. That, that's the thing in this country. Every time you start talking about these things, there's always some actually given that you're, you flooded from a river, I think, breach. You might yeah, you might did. hit well water. You might have under underground water. You should drill for it. I, I'm sure I cannot. That's the other thing. It's so funny that there are so many things like preppers, for instance, or, you know, this is one of those my big pet peeves when I did live in New York. You have all the people in the middle of the country that are always arguing uh, against giving money or at least against funding money into what I consider basic necessities because they are like, I live off the land. I've got a, I've got my own well in the backyard and like my, all my electricity comes from solar and I'm self-sufficient and I don't want to pay into the, you know, I don't want to pay this corrupt government who's going to rob me. You know, they're not doing anything for me. And it's sort of like, well, everyone can't live that way. If you 9 million people in a city cannot go and decide that they're going to get their own water source, that's not feasible. It's not. But conversely, can they if because there are areas where there's just no infrastructure to give you the city city standard to give you the the city standard uh, and so conversely they can't get it though you know what i mean but yeah but there's no infrastructure because and then they're bred into that conditioning where they can't rely on government because they don't have it exactly that's what it is right it's because they don't because there's no it's voting against your own interest no matter how people want to want to put it down because here's the thing if you 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 should have the choice and so let's say you did want to live off the land live off do whatever you want to do you're more than well, you, you should be allowed to do that. But at the same time, you shouldn't fight progress. Turn the knob and you're like, not this month. 
because they're saying you shouldn't fight the progress where if like, yeah, we should have public works projects. You, I, mean, I think you talk about this all the time, those generational projects. We should have a public works project that helps, you know, y- unite the country by like creating better infrastructure for rural communities. That should be a huge push in this country at this point, because I mean, the cities. The housing crisis. We couldn't, even, oh, we couldn't even pass a bill to fix bridges that are collapsing. You want to like build new shit? I know, I know. New even stuff. even as a president visits a town where the bridge is collapsing, town, city, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I hear the, the the public. I mean, the the, the political. There is no political appetite at this current juncture for any of what I'm talking about. But it any doesn't. Spending, yeah. But it doesn't mean that I still feel like as an everyday citizen, this shouldn't be something that is. Um, a light bulb moment, an aha moment. I feel like this is what everyone should be talking about. Everyone should feel this way. I, I, I just don't understand why people don't, more people don't feel this way. Everyone should feel this way. That it should be, I, what I would love personally, because these things are taxes to me, I would love it if this stuff was treated in the same way that our social security money is treated, where if you do have to pay for trash or you do have to pay for water or, or uh, any type of utility, I don't think that money should come out of taxed money. I think that money should be pre-taxed. You should have a system. If, if I'm saying, if this country doesn't want to go ahead and like you know uproot everything and do a complete restructure of the way our society works, fine. You don't want to do that. That seems to be too big of an overhaul of things. Fine. You don't want to do that. Right. Here's something that's simple that we could do. Money that goes to things that you have to pay for and you cannot opt out of should be should not be taxable. It should be money that you get off the top when you're paid your income tax. I mean, like what, income. A, what is that? A, what are those cards? Both the HSA? Yeah, yeah. Like the H, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the thing that you get for like healthcare or whatever. It should be a same. It, it should basically you could extend that program. That's something we should be doing. Extend that program. That's very palatable. To pay for utilities so that because right now it's double dipping as far as, well, as far as I'm concerned, all the governments are double, dip, double dipping because they're taxing you up front your income and then they're giving you another tax to pay for utilities because these are things that the government is providing in some one way, shape or another. And a, a water company, a power company, they are utilities. And so they are arms of the government. So if they're if you have to pay for it, you're paying two taxes. The first tax and your income for the federal and whatever your state and local, and then a second tax to these people. And that's double dipping to me. It should be pre-taxed way before you get your income. And then that money that you get when you take home your, your money, you don't have to think about paying utilities or whatever with that. You your that money is money that is true. But I guess is the is the argument that that's the system that exists today and the money is being spent. So then if you do that, then prices will just go up to compensate. Why? Why would prices go up? Explain. Because the money's being spent. What do you mean? This double dipping, this double taxation that you're talking about. Oh, the yeah. Well, being spent. The government's spending the money. So then if right. you cut that revenue for them, then the original price will compensate for the tax-free whatever. Mm. Wouldn't it? Isn't that yeah, like I, how it works? They're not just going to do more with less. That's not... I mean, it'd I don't be cool, know. it'd well, be cool if they did. But. I mean, I mean, I think that I'm being a little... It should be, it should be the same from the on the government level. Now you're right. It would probably be less in some respect. Yeah. You, well, yeah. they're going to get less money, and unless they figure out a more efficient way to operate or they cut things, mm. I assume the prices will go up. But mm. I don't think anyone would argue that there isn't bloat in government. I'm sure there are efficiencies to be found. 
I'd have so, to think about that part because I mean I'm I I'm not, I'm not sure I considered that at, I can't I, you know what I didn't consider the government's retaliation <laughs> two two good ideas you're right let me take that back and uh, and mull it over and uh, and weasel out some of the finer points and then I can uh, then maybe I could come back with a more uh, airtight uh, solution to, to these, to the, these ills, this, these societal ills. But anyway, I mean, that was just my, I was like off the top, regardless of how you want to look at it. I was like, you know, we should not have to be paying for these things out of your own pocket. These things should just be. And he uh, wants it done faster. And Juan doesn't want to look at his trash when he puts it out there. He wants it picked up a couple. <laughs> you know what? No, I can't, I can't say anything about that. The, the one, the one added benefit of private trash that I have come to enjoy is that you do not have to put it out. I have to put out recycling because that's government run, but private trash, they actually just come up to your trash bins and empty them. What on your, and to your house, you have to put it out to the street. No, that's what kind of trash bin do you have? I guess you don't have the ones with the arms that they pick up the, like the, Oh, well, you know what? That's funny. It, it, yeah. If I guess if there was, if it was more automated, if, if it was more efficient and we had some of those advanced trucks where like they, the truck comes by, picks it up without, oh, we, still have, so you are, we still have people you are complaining to me about pumping your own, not being <laughs> yeah. able to pump your own gas, but then you went to- totally manual with your garbage. I didn't go manual. I have no choice. Remember this. I have no wow. choice. Well, you didn't the- complain about it. In, fa- <laughs> in fact, you're, you're, you're commending it. You're talking about it as a benefit. <laughs> Is. kind of is wow. on my part wow the my hypocrisy part. the hypocrisy <laughs> and it gives jobs <laughs> there's a guy who does it <laughs> it's about jobs <laughs> nice nice full circle all right so that wow, was my, that's a good that, place to end that one that was my holler corner maybe that's yeah. what i call it all right all right what'd you have well, I got a, I got a, I got a bunch of stuff, but you know, we talked about the wolf, so let's let's scratch that off the list. Wolf update. I don't know what yours was, but um, we've been covering wolves for any any new any new listeners. You've been covering wolves, gray wolves specifically, for probably over a year, um, and there's an important development. Uh, a judge uh, restored federal protections for gray wolves after their removal in the waning days of the Trump. Uh, administration, which exposed those predators to hunting. Was this your story? No, this is about restoring protections. No, that's mm-hmm. not my story. What's the opposite? Yes. <laughs> it's well, 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 maybe, maybe we may be talking about two slightly different things, too. So um, as a reminder, uh, a wolf hunt last year blew past the state's quota, killing 218 wolves in four days. Um, this judge said that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has failed to show wolf populations could could be sustained in the Midwest and portions of the West without protection under the Endangered Species Act. This may be the difference here. The ruling does not directly impact wolves in the Northern Rocky Mountains of Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming, and portions of several adjacent states. Those animals remained under state jurisdiction after federal protections in that region were lifted by Congress in the last decade. So maybe that's the difference is your story is probably yeah, probably under state jurisdiction. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't bring it to talk about it today necessarily, but there uh, I think there was like a headline. I was going to you keep talking. We're going to look up this headline real quick. So, OK, OK. So here's a bit that stuck out to me. Attorneys for the Biden administration defended the Trump rule that removed protections, arguing wolves were resilient enough to bounce back 
even if their numbers dropped sharply due to intense hunting, which we've seen. Um, at stake, according to scientists, is the future of a species whose recovery from near extinction has been heralded as a historic conservation success. That recovery has brought bitter blowback from hunters and farmers. And we've spoken about this before. Wolf attacks on livestock are uncommon, but can cause significant economic damage to farmers when their cows or sheep are killed. This is the part that I have a little bit of an issue with, um, but you know, who am I? City slicker, so, sort of. Um, Wolves in some places have reduced the size of elk and deer herds, their natural prey. And that has stirred anger amongst hunters who like to target the big game animals. So that's just purely sport. Um, the American Farm Bureau Federation, National Rifle Association and other industry groups have urged the judge not to restore federal protection, keeping the wolves under the control of state officials who allow wolf hunting Wolves, uh, just for context, once ranged most of the U.S., but were wiped out in most places by the 1930s under government-sponsored poisoning and trapping campaigns. So, you know, we've been following this saga for a while, both state and federal levels, um, and, you know, listen to our past episodes to get into the weeds of that uh, journey. Obviously, we can't have wolves running around neighborhoods. Um, but I guess like, you know, how do we coexist here? Uh, we, we have land reservations and that's kind of what's going on now is they're leaving Yellowstone or something like that. And then they just get annihilated. Mm. You know, what do, what do we do? Uh, I, I don't really agree with the sport hunting. I just think it's cruel in general. Um, if you're going to eat it, I know I, I, I understand that, but if it's the tack ahead on your wall, it just seems weird. And, and do people eat wolves? I don't, I know that they're eating the other big game that the wolves are hunting, but the wolves got to eat, right? I mean, Mm. I don't know. I'd probably need to research that a little more. And I understand the livestock issue, although I don't understand, you know, I understand maybe compensating them for the livestock or or reinforcing barriers or something like that to protect livestock. That was was my natural. To to blow your quota in four days and then to just keep doing that year after year just seems. Yeah. That was my, my natural, uh, you know, brain that is trying to come up with solutions was to say, you know, in, in, instead of, you know, we could spend some money. There's got to be money somewhere to help farmers insulate their their livestock from wolves, whether it be some sort of electric fencing or uh, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not a farmer. I'm not, you know, I'm not an engineer in this, you know, I'm not, I don't, you know, we don't, we don't do this for a living, come up with these solutions, but there has to be something better. There has to be something that we could, that we've invented in the last hundred years that could help mitigate uh, a problem with wolves. Uh, because here's the other thing. It, these, when the wolves were protected, you had these same problems. You just couldn't kill them. So you you found a way to survive. You found a way to make a living as a farmer or a rancher when you couldn't kill the wolves, right? Well, and also, you know, what I'd be curious to know is while you couldn't hunt them, while they were on the endangered species list, were farmers and hunters still having an issue? Yeah, um, they must. I mean, why would they? Pack, why would they right? issue? The wolves, this is my here's the, Here's my naive brain. Wolves are in packs, big packs, small packs, medium-sized packs. Mm-hmm. But they're still hunting. They're still hunting. Yeah. Livestock, they're still hunting. Big game. And so there must be some kind of impact on that. And I don't think, especially when it comes to livestock, any impact is negligible. I think it all probably is something that the farmers don't want to have to deal with. So if you're 
when you when you allow when you allow hunters to hunt them are you is it just that they're at you're just diminishing the pack it's just I guess what I'm getting at is, are you just giving them something to shoot, but it's not really fixing anything? The pack is still going to hunt, whether it's 20 or 10, you know, whether it's 20 wolves or 10 in the pack, they're still going to do the damage. Um, you know, it may not be as much, but the damage is still there. And all you're doing is giving people, you know, a feel good hunting story. I mean, right now we're looking at a complete over hunting. I mean, that, that that's the opinion piece that uh, there was actually a piece in, I think it was either Scientific American or New Science. I can't remember which one. Uh, I, I don't have that one up, but the New York Times ran a story back on January 17th uh, with a title that said, A slaughter of wolves like this hasn't been seen in a century. Uh, and then it was, it, it was basically saying, A slaughter of wolves is underway in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming that has no precedent in the past 100 years. Hunters in Idaho can shoot or trap as many as they like year-round on private land. They can lure wolves within gun range by putting out bait, run them down to exhaustion using ATVs and snowmobiles, and stalk them after dark using night vision technology. Baiting and night hunting are also allowed on private land in Montana, where an individual can kill up to 20 wolves a year by hunting and trapping them. Both states allow bounty payments on dead wolves, which incentivize which incentivize the bloodshed. In Wyoming, there is no limit on the number that can be killed across eighty five percent of the state. I'd rather like, can't we just tag like for the hunting thing? I'm sorry, I, it's it's really hard for me to get behind it, but you know, I'm I'm very removed from that whole scenario, so you know, I'll keep my opinions limited to that. But with the livestock, because of that, I do understand. Um, can't we like tag the wolves and have a more scientific approach where let's have a campaign where we tag them. And then well, we I think can that's see what was happening before. exactly which not to say that we would hunt those wolves down, but to see the behavior of the wolves that are impacting livestock. If we can't build defenses for the farmers and, and figure out a way to, I don't know, shift them, shift. Their you can pack. move them. You can move them. If you can, if you can bait them in this way, you can move them. Scientists like scientists or people like uh, rangers or whoever's in, Parks department people, I think that have experience moving wolves. I I know you you for a fact you can move. Well, they packs. they relocate them. We've, yeah, we've you can relocate that before. them. Right. So there but you go. But man, if you can if you can run them down on ATVs, then clearly you can impact them even on that level. Like instead of shooting them at the end of that, why not just you know push them into a new territory? I mean, we don't know how aggressive wolves are in terms of maintaining their own territory so we don't know how many miles get, wolf. Well, if you're tagging them and they cross some uh, invisible fence then deploy the drones to reroute them yeah that, to their yeah, territory talk, talk about expenses <laughs> invisible fences and it's like these like no man's land we're talking about here uh that that's the other thing that us city slickers forget is the vastness of these areas because there's they're remote right and there's so many there's there's only so many people out there and you know to to an extent i i i can see it if i lived out there and the wolf populations have grown exponentially. I, mean, they, I shouldn't use the word exponentially. We don't know how much, how they've really grown. But let's say they've grown to the point where uh, somebody was able to take them off the environmental uh, uh, safety protection list, the, the endangered species list. You know, let's say you know, you got kids. You know, you they they're out there playing. You know, you. you you got all these wolves around your property. I'm sure you're. It's uncomfortable. I'm sure you don't enjoy it, but. I feel like if you can kill 20 wolves a year, I, I feel like that should be enough. 
that should be enough, I suppose. Well, it's to just not very scientific. Your own, it? Yeah, it's, it's like, not scientific at it's all. It's like, oh man, Joe Joe lost ten sheep, three sheep. I have no idea. Let's slaughter two hundred and eighteen in four days. Like, and that's I, and I'm that's sure kind that's of the not approach. A fair yeah, no, representation, but kind in of terms it, of what the livestock loss part of been. it. Yeah, but if you're, I mean, I guess when will we reach a a stage where if we sanction the mass slaughter of an animal for this purpose, are we going to take more of a scientific approach to it? Like we're going to do a little bit of diligence. I, I get this probably worked in like the early 1900s and this is all that was there, but right. we do have more technology. No, we don't need to deploy drones or something every time they cross an invisible barrier, but surely we can do a little better at diagnosing the issue. I'm sure here's the thing where we're talking about drones, though. I mean, it doesn't really cost that much to run drones, especially now. I mean, drone drone technology is I would say that has advanced exponentially. There is enough, like you're saying, there is enough to tag and track the drones, the movements of various wolf groups. And it could be even enough. You could create a an alarm center of our sorts that uh, farmers can app into, like they could buy into. Uh, that alerts them if wolves are uh, near the property or what have you, so that they can take measures that uh, might you know, protect their livestock. That, that's the kind a, of sophist- government-funded ring doorbell. Basically, basically, that's exactly what we're talking about here. But I mean, it, it, I in reality, I feel I feel like that's a feasible approach. So there, there, my point is, is that I know there are technological solutions other than granting hunters. Uh, carte blanche to annihilate wolves. I mean, I, I, again, you know what we need what Wolf Week. We do need a Wolf, wolf Week. Wolf Week, like yeah, Shark we need some week celebrities and right. Raise we awareness. Wolf NATO. It's a tornado yeah. that picks up wolves, and and if you get caught in it, then the wolves just like savage you. And uh, and I, and I, I know that there's we a wolf number week. of Adam B-list actors it. that would love to be in Wolf NATO. I mean, Animal I'm Planet. Sure. You know, you need to counter Discovery Shark Week. So I'm talking to you, Animal Planet Wolf Week. <laughs> Why don't you tweet at them? Why don't you tweet this episode? Be like, you need a Wolf Week. That'll help get awareness out about the wolves. You'll get a big star-studded affair. They can, you know, maybe someone will do a big sing. You know, like a you like do a crossover. Save the world you do crossover with Shark Week. You know, a couple of years from now, we'll build the momentum, and then we'll cross over Marvel style. We'll have like. Remember uh, when Shark Week started doing those, um, like. They were doing myths. I hate uh, pretending. No, are you kidding me right now? No, are you like, no, are you no. like trying to bait me into like a big conversation <laughs> about the dragons do those and the mermaids and the They're... megalodon? Yeah. No, no, I hate it. That's when I hated. That's when I started. That's when Shark Week broke my heart. They started with the dragons, then they yeah. did the mermaids, then right. the megalodon. I was yeah, the no. mermaids. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just saying this could be an aid of the sharks, though. I mean, I mean an aid of the wolves, where where we could create a mystical being that is half wolf half shark and and we can do it it's no it's a shark it's a half shark so it's a it's like a were shark which one's top which one's bottom is it shark I, on top i'm gonna leave that to the, the artist i'm gonna leave that to the, the to the professionals you know figure that they, they could figure that out and, and we could do a mockumentary about it and it could um and it could really drive homes uh the, the conservation effort that we're trying to push forward here you know so it's, it's, it's a were shark or there you go a, a wolf wolf sharker so it's a wolf with a tail with a seat with a shark's tail let's 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 let's, let's do that yeah i mean you, you went literal with the crossover i was just more talking about you know mixing the messages and things but you went literal it's fine no it's fine it's i think it's enough to, to get some jazz you know i mean it's, it's it's not something you'll see every day put that on a bus 
See how that see how that see how that floats. It's a, it's a wolf with a shark's tail. Wolf with fins. That works. Or it's a yeah, it's just it's a shark with a wolf head, and, and it's underwater. Oh, that that'll sell. I mean, that look at that'll kill blockbuster. You know, if Sharknado did something, I'm sure that that'll work. So that's the wolves. <laughs> um, I gotta I gotta cap it out. That was a wolf update. Wow, that was good. That was good. I, you, you know, you think I was just sitting around doing nothing while you were up while you were held up in COVID? I was working on the show. <laughs> I was working on my bits for the show. You know it. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get some. You gotta get a soundboard. You gotta get a soundboard. You gotta put um, <laughs> shoes on your feet and like clang them on the desk. I would love to knock, do that. knock on a door. Who's there? Like a nineteen twenties, uh, one of those nineteen twenties shows, uh, like a Christmas story, right? What the, the the um that was the big radio show and a Christmas story was a show like that. I was thinking of Howard Stern's Private Parts. He does a lot of that stuff in his um. Oh, does on that in that movie? Oh, okay. Kind of where I was pulling from. Oh. not real life. I don't know any radio people. Well, it's a Christmas story. Is a uh, it's that movie? Yeah, no, I know Christmas that. story. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember um, the radio bit in there, but well, uh, it's fine. Anyway, I watched next Christmas. We'll That's see. how we got the you'll shoot your eye out, okay, kid. That, that it's from the it's the the gun of the ranger in the show in the radio show. The, yeah, but they don't actually show the radio show and like how they. Yeah, they do. He listens to the right? radio show. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they don't show like in the radio station, right? No, no, they doing. don't show it. But you're oh, saying okay. you assume. So you're imagining. Yeah, you assume. Well, I mean that that's you got to use your imagination for radio. That's how it works. That's how it worked. That's how it worked. Um, before YouTube's, before Google and their monopoly. I did have one that uh, I was somewhat excited about. I had a lot of topics. You have another topic, actually. You I do have another one? topic. I have a backlog. It's a freaking cornucopia of topics that we left. I think with. when we go back and forth, I don't. I like back and forth. All right. Well, Elon Musk launched his own Tesla Roadster to space four years ago. Where is it now? Oh my god, I remember that. It was a red convertible with a with a mannequin, right? Uh, the most powerful operational rocket in the world, SpaceX's Falcon Heavy, made its inaugural launch from Florida and tore into outer space, carrying nothing other than Elon Musk's personal Tesla Roadster. The cherry red sports car, which is occupied by a spacesuit clad mannequin nicknamed Starman, is still out there, taking a lonely, oblong, orbital path around the sun traveling as far away as mars's orbit and at other times as close as earth's orbit well that's nice it didn't hit the moon like his other rocket so that's a positive <laughs> the, car, the car is not on some scientific voyage this is a test launch so spacex needed a dummy payload and Musk previously said he wanted it to be the silliest thing we can imagine so he picked his own luxurious tesla roadster because he's, you know, he's a billionaire. He could, he could, he could waste. Like we all do, like we all do. I mean, I always pick my own car to launch into space when I do a publicity stunt. The silliest thing I own is probably it's more expensive than anything. Yeah, I was I about own. to say <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's more expensive than what some people earn in a lifetime. <laughs> So silly. So we picked his own luxurious Tesla Roadster. As of Monday, the Roadster was about 234 million miles from Earth and about 200 million miles from Mars, passing through a no man's land of outer space. According to the tracking web stop website, where is roadster.com? You should check out that site. 
which uses NASA's data to keep tabs Weird plug. on the car. <laughs> the Roadster is more than likely still in one piece. Jonathan McDowell, an astronomer at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics, told CNN Business. But it's like color. Hold on. But it's likely been dinged by some met, uh, meteori- meteoroids during its jaunt through the cosmos. And do you know why it's not a meteorite? No, I don't know. Why is it meteoroids? Doesn't hit the earth because it doesn't hit the earth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, a, that's a difference. For anyone no, that's a, that people, people take note. Take note. Um, but what about the color? Is it is it white now or metallic? The uh, red dye. They don't mention it all. Down. They don't mention it all. Like, they don't mention the color flag, at all. Right, the U.S. flag planted in yeah. um, on the moon, and now yeah. it's like a white flag because the dye is completely broken down from the radiation. Oh, that's cool. No, I have no idea what color it is. That's a really interesting. That they did not mention it. Um, part of the article is a bit tongue in cheek because all the scientists they're interviewing kept saying that the uh, Tesla is not worth tracking. It's just not important enough. Uh, so, so they're all estimating just what just until it hits it until it hits a meteoroid and <laughs> sends it straight to Earth. Oh, well, they're saying it most likely would burn up before it ever got back here. Uh, they were saying that it gives that uh, little nudge to change the trajectory just enough. It says it'll take two passes within a few million miles of Earth in 2047 and 2050. But other than that, we really shouldn't give a crap that this this uh, car is just hanging out in space. So to that point, it, I, didn't, never I haven't the, thought about it in four years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a little, well, it's, it's just added to the space junk. Apparently, there's massive you know, amounts of junk in space, and this is just part of it in our in our well, solar system. Him. He's the first one to add space junk outside of Earth's earth's orbit expensive so, space junk at that too congratulations willfully. willfully so and it's the first thing an alien visiting alien species will see orbiting <laughs> our solar system our heliosphere as they enter our heliosphere they'll say there's something weird um on the fifth past the fifth rock or the fourth rock because you said mars right that's yeah. part of this that went yeah yeah that's interesting well so this is a cnn story so you can check it out on cnn i wonder if he'll ever play that where he's he he is a billionaire because right, they're all went to space his space junk is the furthest out and if that will be a competition now well he his dream uh musk was quoted at some point as just saying that he hopes that the ancestors that are on their like first uh voyage out of the solar system to uh, poll- uh pollinate or uh whatever uh colonize thank you colonize the the worlds beyond uh will pick it up on their way out as like a moment yeah that's out. what they're gonna do because yeah, well. that's important well pick it up well he i think he thinks he'll be there personally so he's like pick up my car <laughs> hold on guys i just gotta swing by and pick up my car from the garage you pick, up, pick up my car so it could become a some sort I of parked uh, it in the asteroid belt in the aura cloud statues to myself in the new world will not be enough i want my car to be in the museum as like the thing that kickstarted this venture i i'm sure that he has visions of doing something like that or his or his children might do it who knows interesting the billionaires will own space and there's nothing we could do about it because our governments are impotent so mm. Mm. interesting cherry yeah. red roadster out there probably not anymore that's probably such a good anymore. that's a that's the fact they called it a cherry red roadster still is um means they really didn't do their homework yeah someone really should have pointed out that 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 car is most likely something yeah if you ever have um you know it's why they have conservation glass for paintings and things or if you ever had um like a, i used to have a, a cd tower or a dvd tower and it was right in front of a window and over time it all gets dulled out because yeah. the sun breaks down the the die um on their uh, from their printer 
So oh, that's um, not my uh, the, my wood covers. They're all uh, gray. Like they're uh, they, they yeah, start exactly. out black, but then they they start turning into a tinge of like uh, exactly. So you can imagine out. what it is face with no protective atmosphere or anything. Right. So yeah, that's how it works. Interesting stuff. I have a space story. Yeah, sure. Something. Have you heard of the James Webb Space Telescope? I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no because I can't. If you were to ask me what does it do, I, I don't think I would remember. You've probably heard because it's been talked about for quite some time, and it's okay. like almost like not, I don't want to say an ongoing joke, but it's always like, oh, it, that's launching? Sure. Um, oh, but okay. actually, it has launched. Um, so NASA and a global team of space agencies uh, launched it recently, which is a big deal. Um, this is going to replace the Hubble. It's the world's most powerful telescope. And its purpose is to see light from distant galaxies, stars, planets, and even asteroids, which is super cool. Um, unlike the Hubble, though, mm-hmm. uh, Webb sees in infrared wavelengths. Uh, so it's similar to like night vision for anyone that isn't familiar with that. Um, and why that's important as, is because as things move farther and farther away, which is what's happening with the great expansion of the universe, uh, they enter into the infrared spectrum. So uh, in, in order to see those uh, galaxies, stars, planets, and asteroids and the reflective light that they may be having, um, you need to see into infrared. And so that's what this thing is going to do. And if you ever see it, it's like this enormous um, paneling of golden mirrors. It's super cool to, to see, especially when you see it in comparison to the Hubble and, mm-hmm. other, and other telescopes, even terrestrial ones. It's just massive. And you imagine what the Hubble could do um, and how deep in, into the uh, universe it could see. And now this is going to be really exciting. So quoting SETI, this last talent talking about the infrared uh, capability will allow James Webb to examine the universe's childhood soon after the Big Bang. It's a time machine with a dial that goes back more than 13 billion years. With this ability, James Webb can tackle one of the most fundamental questions in science, namely, how did the universe become what we observe today? Uh, So yeah, some context. Yeah. Since 1995, astronomers have discovered more than 4,000 exoplanets, but only a handful of these have been photographed. As most were detected, and we've talked about this before, by two different methods, stars dimming during their transit, during a planet's transit, or uh, the stars wobble because of the planet orbiting it, and it kind of tugs. It's a big a bit of a tug, uh, tug of war between the two. Um, according to SETI, and this is kind of important because I was like, oh my God, Hubble-type Hubble um, photos of, of distant planets and even asteroids, that's amazing. Um, but according to SETI, James Webb, uh, will be taking pictures of medium-sized exoplanets, worlds that are two to three times the diameter of Earth. The images, however, wouldn't be something you would want to frame. Uh, Most will be single pixel dots. But astronomers will pass the light from that dot through a high-tech prism, spreading it out into a rainbow, and detail the structure of that spectrum to determine the planet's atmosphere, which is super important. This will give way to understand of the planet's biology, what type of biology we give off that atmosphere uh, or constitute that atmosphere, the gases in that atmosphere. Um, And scientists um, have even wondered if Webb could spot artificially produced gas um, in the atmosphere that would imply intelligent life. So it's kind of cool. That's really cool. cool, That's really cool. I mean, the next few years are going to be really exciting. And then mm. someone, 
um, I believe in the comments of some of the articles that I was reading and pointed something kind of cool out too uh, that may add to the excitement. And it's basically keeping in mind that Galileo and his terrestrial based telescope um, was only 400 years ago. So 400 years from Galileo to today. So when you imagine the acceleration that we've seen, especially just in recent decades, I don't know. It's it, it, we may actually we may actually find some pretty cool things out soon. Mm. Uh, it's been a process since this is launched um, of unfolding and positioning. It's got to be in like this special area of our of our solar system where it's super cool and it's not getting overheated. Even even the I guess radiant heat from our planet from Earth mm -hmm. could heat up the telescope to where it won't fu function properly. So. Um, yeah, they, they figured all this all out. And I don't know, I'm just super excited to see what happens. I mean, when Hubble launched and we got the images back when they finally repaired the mirror, um, that was groundbreaking. I mean, we got to see nebulas and all these different yeah. wild things that you could never imagine. Yeah. And now it's all about atmospheric composition and what's out there. This is really cool. I mean, it, it's interesting. There isn't more. I mean, of course, they, they have to you know, play it down. But I mean, this is based on what you're saying i mean when the when you went to the thing about you know seeing artificial gases for life uh, uh you know that could be made by intelligent life but i mean I, I feel like at this stage we'd be be just so interesting to see any more habitable like pot like even if they're uninhabited but worlds that are in our goldilocks uh framework of habitability for us uh, so that'd be interesting uh, yeah it i i'm I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, I'm, I think the community in general is hopeful uh, to accomplish the aim of it, but they do go out of their way of saying, like many other instruments that we either deploy on the planet or, or off mm -hmm. planet, it's almost like, what will it be repurposed for? Like, all right, it's going to set out to do these things, but once scientists start playing with their new toy, you know, it may yield unexpected results in other disciplines or, you know, That'd be cool. repurposed briefly for, for some purpose. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it'll just, you know, there's a lot of cool things that can happen. That's monumental, monu momentous. It's a momentous occasion. So, but to your point of, you know, not really hearing about it, it's, it's a shame that this isn't Bigger. widely known and celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, I mean, it used but, to, things like this used to be, but yeah. I mean, since the moon landing, because, and that was arguably because of Russia. I mean, is it? Yeah. It, you know, have they been? Well, Challenger. When they things. Everyone was watching up. that. Well, no one knew it was going to blow up. How many people? I mean, were they watching it? Yeah. Or of course. did they watch it after? It's a massive time. No, it was a massive event. Well, yeah. I'm, it was the first. Uh, oof, this teacher. Is where I, uh, it, it was one of the first civilians, if not the first civilian, right? Yeah. The teacher that went up. Yeah. I mean, I don't so know. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. school, well, because it was a teacher, schools across. Maybe it's why it's so burned into the public lexicon, like the the memory is because schools across the nation were watching it. So you have all these young, impressionable Kids. children watching a live feed of a teacher blowing up. So I guess yeah. in that respect, maybe that is why it is so. It, it, it has such a visceral, uh, you know, it brings up such like uh, uh, emotion. Yeah, some, no, those, it, those who it's witnessed it's a fair it, point. Those who, and you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're, well, you're right. There, there was more to it, is what I guess we should say to that. You're right. Without something like that happening, I mean, how many people watched Bezos' this thing? Not, I mean, no one watched it, right? But, uh, but I mean, it was a you know, these stunts still draw some public attention. That, but that's, but that's more of um, 
because it's more of a headline. You know, yeah. you, you you did that, but you can't pay your workers a fair wage or health benefits or you treat De- them poorly. Or <laughs> we're we're spending money in space. But what about yeah. Earth? Like there's yeah. sensational okay. headlines that will draw attention to things. But I'm talking about a, tr- a, a genuine cultural affinity. Yeah. I mean, in the way that you think about entertain- sports and entertainment, why isn't this being celebrated? And I, I, I know that it's an interest thing, but I can't help but, um, but think that it's all an interest thing. And certain interests are inherently groomed. We don't come out of their womb and we're like, football, you know, baseball. It's, mm. gr- we're groomed. We're conditioned to buy true. into that, you know, American I would not have an ethos, but like a persona, the, 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 everyone will soccer, whatever we push, the rest right? Whatever, whatever, whatever you push. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we're pushing, whatever you, why don't we well, push you, this, right? you adopt whatever people around you who are older than you deem important. And so the, the, those things become part of your own, uh, your own motivations or your own core in terms of like what you will then hold is to being important. And you're, so you're right without generations, because we've gone for so long without any kind of veneration for the arts and sciences in particular, there, there have been just generations of people who've grown up without having those things at the core of, of what they view as, as, as important or, uh, or something to, uh, yeah, to look up to. I mean, in my head, the re- where where this is coming from is because I'm I'm trying to think of the the heyday, which is like basically it's I think it's like the Einstein era, where you know Albert Einstein is 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 such a famous person that there's like parades for him, like when he's visiting America or where he's like running around the world. It's like everyone wants to hear him speak. Uh, you know, uh, the you get that. Uh, in my head, because I'm just thinking of the old footage, it's which is like it's like crazy to see a physicist sort of adored in this way, uh, in, in, a, in a rock like a rock star. He was basically almost like a rock star. A household name at the time. Was he was he at the time. Name? Yeah, yeah. He became a household name during. It, it, it's so rare to have a historical figure be so famous for something like that in their actual lifetime. Uh, you know, it's not this is not something where he became famous, you know, years after his death and people started looking into his research. It was like he, you know, he he won the Nobel Prize. He he became a rock star overnight almost. And so I'm just saying that we haven't had synonymous like with that. genius. I mean, people yes, will call exactly. you an Einstein, right? Yeah, like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So we haven't had anything like that. I guess that's my point is, I guess, without. Well, but just, it bothers me safe. because it's just the one thing. I mean, you're naming one person, right? It's not like you name like Tom Brady and that's the only athlete anybody knows. Mm. You're even saying that that's the heyday and it was only one person that people could recall. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure, sure there were others, there were others. But you know what I there mean? There were others, there, yeah. Not yeah. many. But, yeah, but there were others. Well, I mean, Franklin was famous in his time, internationally you're famous. <laughs> centuries apart <laughs> and that's the thing it, it, it well that, that's that's the way our history works it ebbs and flows i mean you're bringing up the you know galileo and the telescope and how it's like 400 years and now we're doing something different it's like it, because we have the progress to- I made mean, not because i can't recall any <laughs> scientists or anything what do you mean? Like that <laughs> so, i got a guy in the 1700s then i got a guy in the early <laughs> the early 20th I don't talking century. About. everyone knows science <laughs> nothing happened in between though no, uh it's i'm just trying to say that we we i think naturally as human beings we gravitate towards uh individuals so I, I w- i'm just trying to say that if there was a particular person uh that you could point to that was the main contributor to this 
to this launch or to this is basically what Elon Musk understands very well. If you could attribute a single person as being greater than like the team of hundreds of people that help bring these things to life, people will, are more likely to pay attention to it because you can, you you it's a it's a more natural reaction to uh you know to 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 fall in love with celebrity in in any way shape or form whether it be you think it's personality driven well right? i mean yeah yeah well i mean i'm just trying to think you know even well, if you look athletes at athletes aren't though look at wars i'm just saying that this but like, it's true all around in in our society so, i'm saying if you looked at wars for instance like especially the napoleonic war at that time, because I mean, there was nothing else going on for the majority of the world. Generals became famous. Same thing in the Civil War, uh, actually, to to an extent. But I'm, I'm just going to say the the Napoleonic Wars because you had more countries involved. Uh, you know, you you have like Lord Nelson, right, who became this like famous, venerated naval captain, and you know, and then everyone sort of paid attention to him and like his exploits during the war, and, and that that gets you into the war effort. And I'm just trying to say that without something like that happening regardless because i'm saying like you most people can't name a single general in today's military right you, you it's not something that most people can if you just go off to someone off the street and be like can you name unless, a general unless we we launch an invasion yeah no, I yeah exactly that. right and even then I, i'm sure most people have forgotten the i i actually am blanking i can't even remember who was the main general during the invasion of iraq i you know i can't remember his name right now but uh uh, in my head, it's like portray. No, that's someone else, right? Anyway, it, it doesn't even stand the first, long. The first one, right? The first, yeah, one? the first. Well, the, oh the second God. one. I was the, the, um, not uh, not Bush Senior, Bush Junior, which is more in our recent memory. But but my point is, without getting too sidetracked about that, I'm just saying across the board, whether it's science, whether it's military, you know, the, you could go back in history and, and these these disciplines or these areas of our society have had their heyday and you could point to particular individuals that were the sort of the catalyst or were like the bright shining star uh to catapult that particular area of our society into the public lexicon but today you, you just can't you know aside from sports and movies there just are no celebrities within certain billionaires at this point are like the all the third level of celebrity. Well, it's got to uh, be communicated. I mean, that's the thing is that you you watch movies and you watch sports. You can't watch a scientist do their thing. You know, you see the output in your everyday life, whether you, you know, think about it or not in your technology and medicine and things like that. But you really don't get to watch and consume um, it in that way. And I think that that plays a big role. And so I think that there needs more effort into incorporating the value into your culture. Like you, you you do need to kind of ingrain it one way or another. And I think that's always been an issue with, you know, the science community communicating with the general population and the general population, understanding science, um, having that strong enough baseline and it takes effort. And I certainly don't know the solution to it. But I mean, now, now that you've said that, you know, that, that that's the issue Neil deGrasse Tyson has is that, you know, a lot of people in the scientific community will condemn him quite a bit, you know, because he's more of a famous person than maybe per se uh, an active researching scientist at this at this current juncture. And so that's it's interesting that you that you that you say that, because that I think it's like him and Bill Nye, the science guy, are probably the most fam- the two most famous scientists that most I think Americans Before- and before it was Carl Sagan. And but you need right. communicators, you need advocates. 
So you need communicators, right? That's celebrity. And of course, not in the sense where, you know, you would think that a celebrity in any discipline is actually a student of that discipline. That's what you would hope for in, in in a spokesperson. So yeah, you want them to be scientists and they're brilliant people, but you need communicators. You need to bubble them up and you need to put them out into the public. You'd also want the public to have an interest. They have a vested interest in the success of our STEM area, but you want them to have an active interest and an active role in seeking out information too. And I think that right now we do a poor job at both. And um, I think both the general population and the scientific community could do a better job at meeting in the middle. That's well said. No arguments for me on that one. I, I, I have to, I have to agree. <laughs> um. Gosh, you want to do? I wish I did it. <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to wrap it. That's good. You know, I don't want to push it. You know, you 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 fared very well in the fog through the fog. I I, I must say, I, I would. Say I have a funny. You. I have one short funny one. If you want to hear it, or we can hold it off. It's no, no, you. no. You know what? You want to push? Who am I to hold the patient back? Been fine. I got I got pent up. So I'm going to pass out after this. I'm taking my COVID nap. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I'm good. Nap. There was something that made me laugh, and I don't know if I'm going to do it justice right now because I had I actually watched the video, and it was it, it, not that it was hysterical, but I could just put myself in the in the headspace of the the people watching, the viewers. Okay, go Have for it. You heard this? AI controlled camera keeps cutting away from the ball to track a bald headed referee. No. Oh that's my funny. god! So that's really funny. The, the Scottish football team, um, Inverness, Caledonia. Ah. Iverness. Do you know it? Okay, I don't I know, know how to say it. Okay, good. You said I, it. I don't know if I said that right, but yeah, <laughs> but I know I know I can see the team colors. Yeah. Okay. Announced a few weeks ago, it was moving from using human camera operators to cameras controlled by AI. In a proud announcement at the time, they said that the new Pixelit system uses cameras with with uh, inbuilt, not built in, inbuilt. AI ball tracking technology. That's the quote. And would capture all the excitement in glorious HD and beam it directly to the homes of season ticket holders since COVID has prevented anyone from attending games in the stadium. Um, it, like I said, it's really funny to watch. I mean, it's like an SNL skit. Just as the match seems to get interesting, and this happens repeatedly, the ball, the, the camera abruptly and repeatedly cuts away from <laughs> the ball to track the linesman it is it's it's perfect comedy i mean it's all it's happening at just the right time and then the panning is just gold and just the way that this thing is swinging away from the ball and focuses on the dude's bald head just as a goal is being scored i'm not lying like just as a goal is being scored it's like nope goes to this dude's bald head um the fans must have been so infuriated um and but they, this is this is live, right? The, the game is going, yeah, live on air. The uh, goals are being scored at, at you know very important integral points of the match, as 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 a goal would be in a soccer match, and uh, even and no one gets to see it because because the lines because this guy is getting excited probably or he's mo- he's running with the team in order to keep track of of uh, of uh, transgressions or uh, can imagine or what have you. Now that I'm thinking of it, to help you visualize it, the camera seemed to be situated at like the 50-yard line, like mm-hmm. midfield, yeah. for anyone that isn't familiar with the sport, midfield, in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. 
And so you can imagine that every time the ball went towards the goal, it would recalibrate back to the linesman that was at midfield, his bald head. Like it was, it would track, 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 and then pull away. And so every time the ball would go by the goal, which is where the goals are scored, but also where all the excitement is, it would pull away and refocus and go to the, go to the dude's bald head. Um, It was great. I mean, I'll post the video. I feel like it's so, yeah, you have to see it. I mean, I I definitely can objectively say that that is a, hilarious thing to witness or to 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 listen to i want to do a belly laugh don't get me wrong in, in my head i'm doing dumping jacks i'm belly laughing it's I, it's just something you just gotta see in my head I, I i gotta see it but i can imagine that, that it was it was right up there with the utmost of hilarities i mean the 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 club clearly invested in this so i don't really know where they clearly. go from here but the fans had some um i choice, guess they had some choice comments well, they had to, they, you know, they had two suggestions and I was like, I wonder if that would work. One is for the ref to wear a toupee and the other is for him to wear a hat. hat. And I, I at first I hat. laughed and I was like, wait a minute, that might actually work, though. It would work. Yeah, absolutely. I just can't right? believe how, you know, his head must be massive. It must be a big headed ref. No, I mean, I'm not going to knock on the dude. He's bald, whatever, but it's a normal head. He's on this massive <laughs> cranium. It's just it's like picking at the brain. It's just it's not like a shine's coming yeah. off it and you have to squint or anything. I mean, the dude's bald. There's no big deal, but it's just hilarious that, and I guess it's because the ball becomes so minuscule in the distance yeah. that it finds the next biggest round thing um, of a single color. I think it's interesting that even AI focuses on the path of least resistance. You, you know, human beings often get chided for our laziness or, or you know, our which which I mean, in, in a way, I mean, that 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 is efficiency. You're right. You're finding the least resistant path is is the most efficient path, which is what robots and uh, computers are usually uh, tasked with doing. So so it's kind of interesting that the, the most efficient thing to do if you are tasked with following a round object is to follow the closest round object. And if an object were to get too far away you refocus to an object much closer because that is the most efficient task you would be charged with, with, uh, with, with committing to. That's very interesting. Yeah. I wonder what like the IT department or the engineers at that company, that call, when it came in, they were probably because saying clearly it's doing what it was supposed to do. No, they were, <laughs> they were probably saying and they were like, like, oh, that's wow, what it was programmed to do. That. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny. I wonder what they're doing. to Well, I mean, it. it's it's it does speak to a larger issue of AI. And I think I've talked about this before, especially when it comes to who's programming AI and how you do not think of all the different possibilities because you're can, you have biases. Human beings have biases. And then we program those biases into the technology. I think I've mentioned something about that. Have, before. Yeah, we talked about this with the uh, escaping robot. Exactly. So clearly no engineer who happened to work on this product of this product were bald or did not do any kind of testing with anyone who did have who had a receding hairline uh when working it in in uh, in the test fields before it went live and that that's what i'm saying you you work in these biases you don't think about things like this you don't think about because if you're you know it's just not something you'd be concerned about necessarily so it is the this is the product yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they they had to have run tests, but did they run 
tests with bald men. No, um, they did it. Obviously, they did. <laughs> obviously they did not. They didn't or, run it or was bald. it? Or was? Or maybe they ran it with a uh, dude was bald, but he was of a different color and he wasn't white because the ball's white. Like I don't know if that comes into play. At Could all, be. But it's, Could be. There's it's a number inter- of different things. But it's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting point where they just didn't think, think to about test no. the diversity of human human heads, <laughs> human anatomy, <laughs> human hair anatomy. So. Uh, that's funny. All right. Okay. I have other ones, but nah, I think we should call it's been, this episode. It's it's, it's it's going. It's been a while besides before you pass out, before you just fall out of your chair. So, Jamie, where can they find us? Because we we didn't quit. I, I really worry <laughs> that most people who are listening to this podcast thought these guys just gave up. They no, <laughs> stopped, no, stopped going. Just took a little break, couple weeks off. No big deal. But we've been active on Twitter, so you can still find us at Retraction Media on Twitter. Keep letting us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what uh, topics you want to cover. We do get suggestions, and we do appreciate that. Tell your friends and family to take a listen. And rate us if your podcasting platform allows for it. And with that, Retraction out. Welcome back. Welcome back to Retraction. Four years ago, 